Hi, I'm Kathy Rotes. I'm an executive leadership coach, certified with John Maxwell, and an upper level leader of a direct selling company. I get to teach and coach leadership and practice what I preach with my growing team. It's no secret that every person in the world is unique. Each person has unique strengths and talents. They may be similar to another's, but it's not the same. If we know this, then why do we get frustrated with ourselves when we try something the same way someone else did it and they succeeded at it, but it does not work for us? We are forgetting that our strengths and talents make us different. We need to be thinking differently to cater to who we are. When someone or something says no to us, let's get excited about that challenge. Let's lean into it. Let's find our yes. This podcast will challenge your thinking and your habits. We will challenge you to go for no, so you can be blessed with a yes. Welcome to the podcast that will challenge you in thinking differently. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 77, Secondhand Sadness. I'm Kathy Rotes, and I'm looking forward to digging into this topic deeper with you. I've just been introduced to this phrase, and uh, I've, I've, I've become very curious because I thought it was something new. I thought I would go out and Google secondhand sadness and find nothing, but that's not true. I do find things. <laughs> it's out there. It's in Google. According to Google, secondhand sadness is a psychological phenomenon that sees us experience a loved one's sadness as if it were our own. So it's almost deeper than empathy. As my daughter says, it's empathy that hurts. Well, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others, but this is, this is deeper. This is creating truly pain within us. I was talking to my daughter a few, a few days ago and she had a full day of work and commented that, yeah, she's just kind of feeling a little secondhand sadness. So I, I, I dove into that with her. She has a client who shared some information with her and, and she's just feeling the weight of, of the issues that the client is facing. And I found this so interesting because these aren't her issues. These aren't happening to her. They're happening to, to somewhat of a stranger. You know, it's not a friend. It's not a family member. It's a client. But yet she's feeling such deep emotion and such deep sadness. And I got thinking of other professions. I mean, think about doctors or social workers or even fitness trainers, even coaches like what I get to do, personal development coaches. I get it. I get it. We take on sadness based on what's happening in our client's life. I mean, can you imagine connecting with a client and you're a doctor who has to give some some bad news like you have cancer or you're terminal or, oh, I often wonder how they can really do their job and enjoy it. And actually, when my husband had cancer, I asked the doctors and the nurses, you know, what gets you up in the morning to, to come into work? Because there's a lot of sadness happening in these in these rooms. Well, actually, they see it differently than I do. They're excited to get up to do the research and to to help people possibly kick it and cure it so they don't see and they don't focus on the sadness. They're, they're focusing on the growth, 
Well, that led me into f- thinking about what, what do you do when you have secondhand sadness? And you know, you know what else too is, is not every sad feeling gives secondhand sadness. You need to, I don't think you can really figure out what is going to trigger your secondhand sadness. But when it does hit, what do you do? What do you do? You, you still have clients to see. You still have productivity to do throughout the day. You still have to kind of go on with your own life. So, so what do you do? Okay, so talking to my daughter, I have listened to her to hear her and what she does. And I've been observing myself as well. So I challenge you, now that you're aware of this term, really pay attention to when you have secondhand sadness. And, and what do you do to get out of it? All right, well, talking to Cassie, uh, she goes home when she has an overabundance of secondhand sadness. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, you're just done for the day. It's time to go home. She's like, no, mom, I come home like to your home. <laughs> she doesn't just return to her apartment around her friends who are still representing the, the community or the the culture of the area, she travels three hours and comes to my house, her childhood home. And and, and that's what she did last weekend. <laughs> she came home and we just, we didn't even talk about her secondhand sadness. We didn't talk about her work. We, we talked about everything else and we had fun and we went out to eat and we watched a movie and we built a fire in the fireplace and and we just chatted before bedtime and laughed and giggled and yeah that that helped her get out of that secondhand sadness makes sense totally makes sense okay so so what do i do how am i how am i doing it well for one i definitely stay busy like i think about people who see clients and when i go from client meeting to client meeting i need to have a quick transition to move my mind into the next session or the next person. So so staying busy doesn't give me long to really digress and, and focus on that secondhand sadness. Um, I also, you know, between my meetings or, or whether I have meeting multiple meetings or not, I, uh, I take time to pause and just, and pray. I'm a faith-filled person. I definitely take time to pray. I like to pray before I ever meet with anybody and I pray after because there's a lot of this I can't I can't help. I mean, I am to a point, right? Through the coaching, I am helping uh hopefully sort things out, but I can't take it away. I can't give a cure. I can't I can't just make it fix right now. So so prayer helps me. It helps me kind of dump this on God and allow him to take care of it. And I giggle because like, I'm going to dump anything on God, but it reminds me that, you know what, he's in control anyway. And my prayers do work. And that's all sometimes I have our prayers. So that's a huge tool for me. And the final thing that I found myself doing is similar to what the doctors do who work in the cancer units is, is thinking differently you know, in the thought cycle training that I give in the podcast episodes where, where we talk about thought cycles, I talk about how our thoughts are created by neutral circumstances. That means whether we call it good or bad, well, that's our label and how we want to spin the thought cycle. 
but the circumstance in itself is neutral. The, the circumstance that my friend might be facing is neutral. So how can we think differently rather than being sad about it? How can we think differently? You know, just like the doctor who says, hey, I love getting up and coming to work because I do get to make a difference in people's lives. Maybe it'll be something like a chemical, like chemotherapy that will help them. Uh, maybe it's a new research. Maybe it's Tylenol. Who knows? But they think differently about their job. They don't see just the sadness. They see the opportunity to give life, literally, in a different way. And I love thinking differently. I, I call it, I feel like it's my challenge just to see how else can we look at this. So, whether you've ever felt secondhand sadness before or not, there's a word for it. There's a word for what you might feel if it's somebody else's issue or somebody else's challenge. But most importantly, what are you going to do when you do feel that? What are you going to embrace? How are you going to embrace it? To make yourself great, to make yourself productive and truly a value of the people that you get to connect with. I don't hope secondhand sadness on anybody, but I do know that it's out there. It exists. So next time it happens, take one of these ideas and see if it'll work for you. See you next time. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class. Please follow this podcast, visit our websites, and follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook. That's chef, like a cook, C-H-E-F. Be sure to share this with your friends. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.